This is Crossroads with Clayton King. I hope that this message that you're about to hear will be practical for you during the Christmas season because this is a message about how a baby can bring peace. Now, if you're a mom or dad, you probably know that babies are not the most peaceful people. I used to hear people talk about sleeping like a baby. Our first child slept pretty good, but our second one did not. We're gonna see though how the baby Jesus, born in a manger in Bethlehem, is not just a baby who brings peace, but the source of peace for the entire human race. I hope as you listen to this, you'll find more peace in the person of Jesus Christ. I wanna start off by just asking you a question that I want you to ponder for just a moment as we set the tone for this message. Are you at peace, like right here, right now, currently, where you are in your life, emotionally, mentally, physically, are you at peace? Because we all find peace from from different things in different places. Uh, I know for me, I find peace early in the morning in a cup of strong black coffee because I love Jesus. And, uh, and as I stir that joy in my black cup of coffee because there's nothing else in it, uh, I find peace there. This year, I think, has revealed to a lot of us exactly where we find peace. I mean, for some of you, you find peace on the golf course. I don't. It's not my place, not my jam. I tell you what I find on the golf course, anxiety, anger. Some of you find peace in the fact that you are already done with your Christmas shopping. You have checked off that final gift and you are at peace until the Discover card calls and tells you, hey, you gotta pay up, you know that wasn't free. So I find peace at at my house. I love my home, uh, my yard, I have a a fire pit. We had our small group at our house last night. Uh, I love finding those places that bring us peace. This year, every one of us has been challenged to look deep and find out where do we really get our peace from? And I wanna ask you an even more important question How in the world, I'm being serious about this, how in the world can a baby born in a barn in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago bring you peace? How is that even possible that a baby could bring peace to people like you and like me? This baby born in a barn grew up to become a real man. A real man who would die on a real cross. A real man who would really come back to life. A real man who would have the audacity, dare I even say, the the unexpected faith and courage to tell the human race, if you're looking for peace, you're wasting your time if you're not looking at me. And that's what we're gonna talk about today. The angels that we're gonna meet today, the angels were messengers of peace. And the angels were messengers of peace to two specific people that we'll look at today. Joseph, the father who adopted Jesus, and Mary, the mother who gave birth to the Son of God. Let me take you to Matthew chapter one, verses 18 and following. And I'll be joining you there in the scripture. If you have a copy of the Bible, you can look along with me. If not, uh, you can look on the screens wherever you happen to be today. And and because I'm 48 years old and I'm too stubborn to get glasses, you will notice that I will be reading my Bible like this. 
Matthew chapter one, verse 18 and following, the birth of Jesus Christ came about this way. After his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, it was discovered before they came together that she was pregnant from the Holy Spirit. So her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her publicly, decided to divorce her secretly. But after he had considered these things, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife, because what has been conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Now, all this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. See, the virgin will become pregnant and give birth to a son, and they will name him Emmanuel, which is translated, God is with us. When Joseph woke up, he did as the Lord's angel had commanded him. He married her, but did not have sexual relations with her until she gave birth to a son and he named him Jesus. That is the message that the angel delivered to Joseph. A message of peace. A message that Joseph did not expect to receive. We can have peace because God is with us even when we feel alone. And here's Joseph. Can you imagine how alone he felt when he realized that the woman he is about to commit his life to is pregnant, but he knows beyond a shadow of a doubt that's not his baby. The angel comes to Joseph and says, you don't have to be afraid. I'm gonna bring you a message here. Be at peace. This is from the Lord. This is from the Lord. This is not just a random coincidence. She was not sleeping around on you. No, this is from the Lord. And that good news, that, that gospel message brought peace to Joseph. His name will be Emmanuel, God with us. That's the promise of peace. That even when you face something you didn't plan, God is with us. Even when we face a pandemic, God is with us. God never leaves us. God is always there. It, God is so, listen, God is so committed to being with us that he named himself God with us. God is so committed to being by your side and by bringing you peace. God is so committed to never leave you or forsake you. God is so committed to walk through the valleys of life and the darkness of your journey. God is so committed to being there when you get sick or you lose a family member or the finances are stretched thin. He is so committed to never leaving your side that he names himself God with us. Oh, that's good news good news right now. Now I want to show you what the angel said to Mary, because the angel is also a messenger of peace to the mother of Jesus. And I want to read this to you from Luke chapter one, uh, beginning in verse 26 and following. Here's what Luke chapter one tells us. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man named Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and the angel came to her and said, Greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. 
But she was deeply troubled by this statement, wondering what kind of greeting this could be. Then the angel told her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Now listen, you will conceive and give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and he will be called the son of the most high. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever and his kingdom will have no end. Mary asked the angel, how can this be? Since I have not had sexual relations with a man, the angel replied to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Side note, no pressure, Mary. It's just the Son of God that you're gonna give birth to. You hope, you, hope you get it right. No, there was no fear in this. This was a, a message of peace. In verse 36, and consider your relative Elizabeth, even she is conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month for her who was called childless, for nothing will be impossible with God. I am the Lord's servant, said Mary. May it be done to me according to your word. Then the angel left her. Can you put yourself in Mary's shoes? I believe when Mary got this message, it didn't feel peaceful, but the angel declared to her, you don't have to be afraid. And we can have peace because we have God's favor even when we feel forgotten. We can have peace. You, you can have peace. You can have peace. Why? Because God favors you. How do you know that God favors you? Because he sent Jesus to be born in a barn, to grow up and die on the cross to save you from your sin, resurrected from the grave to show you he has power over death and promised that he would come back again one day to create a new heaven and a new earth and a people that would belong to him and that he would belong to as their God. That is why you can have peace even when you feel forgotten. I believe that Mary felt forgotten because a young woman in that culture, if she got pregnant without a husband, she was all but forgotten. A young woman in ancient Judaism, if she had a baby and did not have a husband, she was ostracized and marginalized and peace was the last thing she could expect in her future. But what did God do for her? God sent messengers of peace, the angel, Gabriel. Hey, Mary, you found favor with God. And I wanna tell you, church, it's been a hard year and we don't know what the future holds, but I promise you that whatever comes our way, we have a promise from God. We know that God's favor rests upon us because we're the people of God and God is awesome. We have God's favor on us. Not because we're perfect, but because he's perfect. Not because we're great, but because he's great. Not because we have achieved great things, but because he has achieved great things. Do you know why we can bank on this promise of peace? Because the favor of God was poured out in Jesus for us. And we can have peace with him right now. We can tangibly touch him right now. Think about the most peaceful place in, in your past or in your life. But that's not the source of peace. You can feel joy for a little bit. You can feel peace for a little bit. But just, just imagine Mary and Joseph, okay? They were banking on a, a peaceful place. 
They were gonna get married and probably build on an additional room to Joseph's father's house. And they were gonna have a family and raise that family. And Joseph is a carpenter who works with stone and wood. And that's what he did. That was, that was the place they were gonna live. Right there in Nazareth where he was building, probably working on this city called Sepphoris, which is about two miles away from there. And then everything gets blown out of proportion. Why? Because Israel was occupied by Rome. It was not a safe place. It was not a peaceful place. As a matter of fact, the place of Israel when Jesus was born was as chaotic as you could imagine. Riots, rebellions, revolution. When Jesus was a boy, probably about five years old, there was a rebellion that was started by a man named Judas the Galilean. 2,000 Jewish zealots committed to overthrowing the Roman government, marched into Jerusalem, and they were captured and all crucified on crosses publicly, lining the streets going into and out of the holy city. Jesus grew up knowing that story, possibly even seeing those crosses. This was a time of chaos. This place was not peaceful, but yet Jesus was born there. But yet Jesus came into it. I mean, he wasn't born in a castle. He was born in a barn. He wasn't born in a hospital. He was born in a food trough. The place that you live is not your primary source of peace. It's not. Your house is not strong enough. Your home, your apartment is not strong enough. Your property, your yard, not strong enough. Your place financially, your place in the business, your place as you, as you make money and head toward retirement, none of those things can bring you peace. They're just not able to. We'll continue this message in just a moment, but I want to ask you to help us. We actually right now really need your help. Our ministry just opened a brand new retreat center on Lake Hartwell in South Carolina, the Crossroads Retreat. And we're trying to raise $300,000 to finish this debt free. It's a beautiful retreat and you can help us. We've just had a donor step up and make a $100,000 matching commitment. That means every gift that's given during this season will be matched dollar for dollar up to $100,000. Would you help us? Everything that you give is gonna be doubled. You can go to thecrossroadsretreat.com, thecrossroadsretreat.com and make any tax deductible donation there and all of your gifts will be doubled. Now, back to the message. Also, peace is not found in our plans. Peace is not found in your plans. We can't control anything, but we don't have to when we have Jesus. We don't have to be in control of every single little aspect of our lives because our God holds the world in his hands and he holds you in those nail scarred hands. So we can't find peace in our plans. What I wanna say from the Christmas story is simply this, peace is a person. Peace is not found in the place you live or the plans you make. Peace is found in the person of Jesus that we meet for the first time in a barn in Bethlehem because there was no room for them in the local hotel. Jesus is not only the messenger of peace, Jesus himself is the message. 
Jesus didn't come just declaring the kingdom of God and saying, I bring you peace. Jesus came as peace itself. The Bible calls him the Prince of Peace and the Bible calls Jesus the King of Kings. Before Jesus could be the King of Kings, he had to be the Prince of Peace. Jesus could not reign over a kingdom until Jesus had done the work to save us for himself and the glory of God. Imagine this, the same Joseph that adopted Jesus and the same Mary that accepted him in her womb and raised him. Show us what can happen for us when we will let Jesus adopt us into his family and we'll accept the free gift of salvation. Peace is a person. And we all know this intuitively. I mean, I, I'm most at peace. I, I'm most at peace around people, my people. I'm most at peace when my wife and I are drinking coffee early in the morning right there at that table. I'm most at peace. Like this morning, Jacob, my son, came in and sat down in my office before I left for church and we talked about some things he shared with me that he's learning. I'm most at peace when I'm around the people I love the most. Isn't it crazy how God has hardwired us to find peace with people? But, but the people around you, as wonderful as they are, as beautiful as they are, as much as you love them, none of them have risen from the dead. None of them died on a cross to save your sin or take away the guilt, but Jesus has. And that's why ultimately our peace is in the person of Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, God with us. He took the first step. He initiated this. We just receive and we respond. In World War I, the bloodiest war the human race had ever seen, they fought in what they called trench warfare. And if you saw the movie called 1917, you saw a depiction of what trench warfare looked like. The Germans would dig trenches that would go for miles and they would hunker down in those trenches and the British would dig trenches for miles and they would face off against each other, bomb each other, shoot each other and attempt to kill each other. And in the middle was what they called no man's land. And in no man's land, sometimes they would bury landmines and they would, they would put barbed wire and razor wire there. And on Christmas Eve, 1914, something remarkable happened in the midst of war, in the midst of chaos, someone on the German side began to sing Silent Night on Christmas Eve. Moments later, someone on the British side began to sing Silent Night in English. And while the Germans began to to all chime in in German singing Silent Night. The British began to chime in in English and before you know it, they have laid down their weapons and they have climbed out of their trenches and they've met in the middle, shaking hands, hugging one another, exchanging small gifts like candy or cigarettes and then they even played a game of soccer together and this German lieutenant named Kurt Zimisch said, and I quote about that night, how marvelously wonderful yet how strange it was. The English officers felt the same way about it. Thus, Christmas, the celebration of love, managed to bring mortal enemies together as friends, even if just for a moment. That same spirit of peace is yours. That same ability for God through Jesus to make enemies into friends, to take a challenging year and show you how good he is even in the midst, that same peace is yours 
today. But I'm gonna flip it around and help you think of it in a different way. Peace is a gift that Jesus gives to us, but, but what if you could give Jesus a gift this Christmas? That's kind of an odd thought, isn't it? What, what, if, what if you could give Jesus a gift? What would you give him? Like if you could give Jesus a present, what would you give Jesus this year for Christmas? What, what would your gift be? I mean, what would you give Jesus? He's already got it all. Hey Jesus, uh, I bought you some AirPods. I, I hear just fine, I hear everything. I hear it all. Jesus, I got you a gift card to Starbucks. I don't need to drink coffee. My, I, my blood is perfect, I need no caffeine. I never slumber, nor do I sleep. What could you give Jesus as a gift? I wanna encourage all of you to think about this. You can give Jesus something this year for Christmas. Actually, you could give him two things. And these are the only two things you can give him that he hasn't already given to you. Because every good thing we have, Jesus gave us. But there are two things you could give Jesus this year. And in doing this, you'll find peace. First of all, I'm gonna ask you to give Jesus your sin. Jesus didn't give it to you, but like me, we've got plenty of sins, lots of regrets, things we wish we had done differently, but we can't go back in time. But all we can do is move forward by, by giving our sin to Jesus. The Bible calls this repentance. It means I'm sorry for what I've done. It also means I'm willing to turn, or turn away from my sin and turn to Jesus. So I wanna ask you to give him your sin this year, right now. You're tired of carrying it anyway, it's heavy. It hurts your back, it hurts your joints. Your sin is too heavy for you to bear. That's why Jesus bore your sins on the cross. He died in your place to take the sin off of you and off of me. And if you'll do that, if you will give Jesus your sin, then what you also get to give him as a gift, you get to give him a seat a seat on the throne of your life. He's already the King of Kings. Jesus is already the Lord of Lords. He is sovereign God over all things. But what he wants from you is he wants you to give him the seat on the throne of your heart. The most important thing about your life could be Jesus. And when you open up your life to him and you give him your sin and you give him your seat, you know what you're doing? You're taking Jesus from the cradle where he was born to the cross where he died. And now you're putting a crown on his head and you're telling him, you are my life. So give Jesus your sin today and give, give Jesus a seat today. And I'm gonna promise you this, until you do that, you'll never find peace. You'll look the rest of your life, but it'll never, ever be found. You'll spin your tires, you'll, you'll wear yourself out looking for peace in places or plans. But until you meet the person of Jesus, giving him your sin and giving him a seat as king, you'll never find true peace. You know, right now, I believe that you may be ready to actually open up your heart and give Jesus a seat, the throne of your life. If you are ready right now to get rid of that heavy weight of your sin and give your life to Jesus Christ, He's ready to save you. He's already died on the cross in your place. He's risen from the dead and he can give you new life. So pray this to Jesus right now because he can hear you from heaven and he's ready to save you. 
If you're ready to repent of your sin and put your faith in Jesus, pray this to him. Jesus, I need you in my life. I give you my sin and I give you my heart. Would you please save me right now? I love you, Jesus. I believe in you. I confess you are Lord and I'm all yours. Hey, if you just prayed those words to Jesus, it's not a magic prayer, but it's a powerful prayer because Jesus heard you. And if you did just give your life to Christ, go to claytonking.com and send us an email so that we can reach back out to you and encourage you and give you some resources to help you in your new walk with Jesus. Congratulations, you have just met the Prince of Peace and the King of Kings, and you've given him a seat on the throne of your life. Welcome to the family of God. If you'd like to hear this message again, send it to a friend, or learn how to take a next step in your walk with Jesus, check us out at claytonking.com.